Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? I'm in a terrible office all week. Such a terrible view. Oh, how is it? That Amazing. That terrible view. <laughs> it's on my story if anyone wants to see. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I miss that? I'm going to go peek. I'm going to go peek right now. It's fresh. So, how are you guys doing? You guys, go over to our Patreon. We did a full recap of Jax's new bar. Jax is in Studio City. We went to his personal premiere party of House of Villains. We talked to him quite a bit. He was very excited to see us, and that's not even being sarcastic. Um, we talked, hung out with Jeremy and Rachel. Rachel is girlfriend, not Raquel. Don't get it twisted. We talked with who? Zachary Reality, Brittany, who else? Yeah, just, just ever. Yeah. We were basically the life of the party, so. Pretty much. Yeah. And we were in the center of the party, so. Oh, yeah. we talked with Heather McDonald a lot. I have to go listen to her Patreon. I heard we were, she mentioned us. About <gasps> up. What? Yeah. Oh my so, God. Well, we're best friends now, you know, we're going to go to like happy hour at BravoCon, so. Crazy. <laughs> Anyways, so shout out to her. She was so nice and fun to talk with. Um, but yeah, so we got, you guys, we, we talked about the food, the drinks a little bit, the party, the people, the atmosphere, the decor, the whole experience. Um, it was a great time and we were very impressed with everything shockingly because I, we usually have a little bit to say when we go to these Vander pubs, but uh-huh. um, quite pleasantly surprised and impressed. Yes. But we break it down on the Patreon. So go over there. We posted that last what Thursday or Friday and we meant to get to this tonight. OC and Salt Lake of last week. And it's just been a whirlwind, right? It has. How did camping go? Camping went great. They had a great time. Me and Daisy had a great time. And yeah, now we're rolling into right into our busy season. Ronnie and Daisy both start um, rehearsing for their Alice in Wonderland play and competition team. Like it's just like we're going like every I think I'm at the studio now six days a week. I have to oh be there. God. So damn. Lots of driving. Job. Yeah, it's lots of carting them around. You need to get paid for that. I know. One day Ronnie will pay me back. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you take that. How much can parents take now? It's like reduced. It's like 10% or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. No, everything goes like right into her own account. Like it, no one can touch it but her. Yeah. Well, no, can't pa- parents though as their manager get like, but it's cash. you can Yeah, you can hold back like 10% or something for like for their That's headshots and gas and yeah. I, I mean – Truly, well, sure. there. You know how much I pay for her training. You know, like all of that. Well, yeah, and also like, t- if you know, time off work and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of shows, we just found out Ariana's hosting a one-woman show or just a show, single AF something. So that should be interesting. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I heard about that in our Facebook group and then I rushed over to her story to verify and was like, okay, here we go. Don't know what it's about, but you know, I'm sure it'll be interesting. We've got Lala's show tomorrow and Wednesday. So we'll be reporting back on what happened there. We'll take some videos for you guys. Yes. And also, yeah, yeah, we've, we've started working on our Bravo con bags that we're making for all of our listeners or whoever we see there and I'm so excited about them. Ronnie is making bracelets as fast as she can. Um, everyone everyone will get a little bracelet in their gift bag and she's making extras to try to sell. So she she said she wants to record a little commercial. So she'll do like a Ronnie's beads business little thing. So um but yeah, she's been working hard and I'm so excited for you guys to see. That's funny. <laughs> Did you watch Jax on Watch What Happens Live? I I watched like uh like on reels and stuff, like clips. Yeah. It was I mean it was pretty boring. Like he was very PC, so he's been very well trained. Taylor was really boring. Um he was on with Taylor from Southern Charm. But he explained the flight thing. Like, I just didn't want to comment on the flight thing because I'd heard four different stories. What did you think when you heard it from his own mouth? Worse. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I kind of. were better. No, yeah, I wish that he could have. tell Aunt you thought that too. He's like, wait a second. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just like, like, I, I think maybe if he would have not used like that. I have to get home to my son. I have to get like. So does everyone else on that airplane, bro. Like, that was, like, not a good excuse. And because you won't go sit somewhere else, like, ugh, that, that's kind yeah, of a yucky. A lot of people were going to China and missing their connections. And it's like, everybody else, yeah, has, has kids or what. But it, it's like, you're still going to get there. But he's like, no, it's not good enough. I have to be able to sleep. I have a son to take care of. And it's like, um, you also have a wife. You also have child care people that you I, yeah. have talked about. I feel like if he would have um, explained, because he was very busy during that time. I think if he would have explained, like, I need to sleep because I just opened my bar. I just wrapped this show. Like, I have, like, so yeah. much going on. Like, I think that may have been, like, a little more, like, I still. Or I'm filming uh, something at 8 a.m. and, uh, like, I'll have bags under my eyes. Yeah, or, you but know. still, that's, like, really, like, you can't sleep and coach. It's impossible. Like, give me, like, that is, like, uh, that's bullshit. And also that's like what you have to do in this industry. And and the fact that he's like, I have to bring my son to school. I'm like, well, he's two. Yeah. So it's not that imperative. He missed a day or is government late or is Brittany gone? Like she can't drive him. I don't know. It was just, it made him look worse. And yeah. That was I was, I, I was, I was kind of like rooting for his excuse. And yeah. then when he opened his mouth, like it just got worse and worse. And then like the cameraman, like panning to Andy and then back to Jack's, like it was like, it was great TV. Like it was entertaining, but I was like, <laughs> Oh, like he, it's, he's yeah. digging a hole. Yeah. I was, Yeah. Because we just had two great positive experiences, and so it was bummer. I mean, it's like, like he's changed, but he's still jacked. You can still like he still loses his shit, and you could see he yeah. was losing his shit even at his event too. But in like a you know quieter way, like he he was. I, you know, I don't Katie, know about Katie riding Ariana's coattails and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jax is still there. He's just managing it better. Yeah, which I guess like what else can you ask yeah. for? I don't know. Let's grow. Yeah, <laughs> there was um, like some 
some funny Reddit posts about that night. Um, apparently, Brittany had posted some photos of herself, like, taking pictures with fans and stuff. And a couple of them she had, like, photoshopped. They looked, like, very different. And then, obviously, fans had posted their own photos with her. And, like, they put them side by side and, like, they look very different. Oh. Um, and then she had her her cell phone light on. And it was, like, blasting up her dress, like, into, like... Oh, yeah. And it was kind of, like, this is really mean and crappy, but I did kind of laugh. Um, it's <laughs> She has a light going up her cornhole. And, like, uh, um, just the corn reference is kind of funny. But um, uh, that is, like, an unfortunate thing. Like, I don't judge someone and be like, oh, my God. Like, what it, like, it was, like, she was being such a good sport and taking photos with everyone. Like, you can't really fault her for that. Like, come on. It just looked like she was, like had something glow in the dark around her crotch area because the flashlight was pointing right up in the middle of her dress, which went in a V anyway. So it just, it was like, Oh, yeah. Yes. And (coughs) so it looked like there was an alien or something. Yeah. So unfortunate, but also kind of funny. Uh, Yeah. Like, mean or tragic or anything. No. Just like, Oh wow. Whoops. And you know, like, I feel like people on, on Reddit or like, you know, even in our group sometimes, like sometimes like we'll make, we'll crack a joke and like, it's really not that funny. Like, you know, like we're not being serious about it, but it's just fun to like kind of poke at them, you know, when something funny like that happens. Like it's, I don't think it's like meant in a mean way or anything. No. It's just funny. Did you watch House of Villains? I still haven't. I have not. I finally watched it. And? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess if it wasn't, like, if he wasn't on it and, like, a couple other people that, you know, you're interested in, it's not something I would watch. Um, And I don't know most people on it, and so I'm not really invested or anything, so it's watchable and, Yeah, I'm going to ch- check it out. So far, Jax has been pretty cool and just kind of low-key and... Everyone else is busy trying to make uh, secret alliances, and he's just like, he kind of thinks it's just competition. It's like sports. We're gonna knock some balls, and like, it's not. It's all about strategy, or as he says, strategery. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see. But you know, we'll watch and report back on it. You know, not a lot happened. It was just a lot of introductions and stuff. Yeah. So I do. I mean, he, he sounds like because he gets stuck in this room. And there's three beds right in a row. So it's like you could roll over onto the next person's bed because they're almost smashed together. And he's between Omarosa and another woman. I'm not sure who who it is. I forgot. But he's between two women. And then he snores all night. <gasps> so and he has to oh. in their bathroom. Mm. So that- he ended up going and sleeping on the couch. He's like... It fe- he goes, I felt weird between two women. He's like, plus they need their privacy in their bathroom and so he went and slept on the couch that's nice oh that that's um that's something that i was asking i was like ronnie did daddy snore like did he wake up the whole camp you know um and ronnie was like no he didn't which she really knocks out so she probably doesn't know but chad commented that someone next to them was snoring really loud you know and like waking up the campground so that's always funny when you hear those stories (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's about it. All right. Should we tackle OC and Salt Lake and knock those out? Absolutely. I saw parts of 
the New York finale this morning. Really not much to talk about. A lot of it was just filler. Like, there's Bryn at the park, like, picking out a spot for the tree. She's like, my grandma loved to feed the ducks. And it's like, doesn't like every grandma. <laughs> and she's like, my grandma liked trees. My grandma liked to look at water. And I'm like, isn't that like every person? Yeah. And then she's like, have you ever hugged a tree? And it's like, there's a she's like, she's like, my grandma enjoyed coffee in the morning. I know. Like, it's a lot of filler. And then <laughs> heated up. Another fight between Cy and it's just, it got ridiculous. I don't know what this reunion's about, going to be about. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll watch the full thing and maybe talk about it on Patreon. But it, from what I saw, it was a lot of filler. And I'm yeah. not quite sure. There was, it got real heated at the end about, again, nothing. So, again, I don't know what this... Uba stormed off because she didn't want anyone to know she was dating in the sky and apparently lives in Connecticut. And she told Cy in confidence. Well, Cy then told Bryn and Aaron, which is like, but don't say anything. So she already broke Uba's trust. Well, then at Bryn's party, Bryn's like, Uba, who were you on the phone with? Mr. Connecticut. And Uba freaked out. Cy freaked out. Bryn gets blamed for it. I'm like, well, Sai's the one that broke your trust, Uba, but she lets her off the hook. Ugh. And all they said was Connecticut. I'm like, there's like a lot of yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. And it's just how she how Uba overreacted over the phone. It was like another thing. And they all storm off. So I don't know. Just huh. Not a lot going on. So let's get into the OC reunion. Speaking of not a lot going on, but it did. It, like you said, picked up in episode two. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you think about the whole like beach background thing? I mean, I thought that looked cool. I did too. Like at first I was like, oh, my ADD, this isn't going to go well for me with like the birds flying around in the sounds. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it. But as we settled in, like the, to, like the background kind of faded out to me. So it was okay. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, they have Gina talking, I think, to Emily. <clears throat> kind of like a hot mic moment. And you hear her say, Shannon looks like a drag queen. And it's like, I don't actually disagree with her. That hair was awful. So dated. Aged her. Yeah. So cheesy. She looked like Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. You know, yeah. the heavy metal band. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think that... I liked her, like, I didn't hate her dress, but the hair, I feel like they maybe had a different vision and it got too high or too much or too heavy because it just completely took us out of the whole thing. It was way too much. Yeah. Did Um, you like Taylor's dress? Um, yeah, I did. I just kept thinking about, and now I still want it, like a big thing of, like, rainbow sherbet. I still want that now. I've been craving it since watching her dress. I freaking love Rainbow Sherbert. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> Fox or Bay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the other ladies. I mean, Heather looked good. She wore black when everyone else was in beach color. So that was interesting. And and at first I was like, okay, that's like I thought she was like trying to be dramatic or something, like like the death of OC, you know. But 
I thought she looked classy and nice and age appropriate. You know, like everything she looked, she couldn't have looked better. You know, like everything was nice. Like it was, but not a lot, not very surprising or anything, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought she looked nice. She loves that Robert Palmer look. You know, she always does that slick black hair, red lip and a black dress. Yeah. Um, Okay. What do you think about Emily? What does she wear again? She was kind of in like a, I guess you would call it like a coral color. Like, um, and it was kind of like a high neck and the dress came down to like her mid calf area. Yeah. No, I like it. It was fine. She looked good. Um, Tamara in her pink dress. I, I mean, she looked good. Um, Gina, I was a little disappointed with her dress. I thought it was like a little short and, I I didn't hate the color. I think the color was fun. I just don't know that like it did the most for her. Right. That was my only yeah. feedback. And then oh, my other thing was on Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love the hair. Yeah, I and, didn't either. Like I I don't know if it was. I was like, how does she normally wear her hair? Why did it's like when someone wears glasses and then they take their glasses off and you're like. Who yeah. are you? It was she like the, very different. Yeah, and and it was like her. It changed her whole like silhouette for me and her face. And I mean, it didn't look bad. It was just like a little jarring and uncomfortable to watch her because I kept going, huh? Yeah. So they start talking about Jen. Tamara's like, well, first Tamara said that Heather pressured Andy to not rehire her. And I loved when Andy, well, Heather denied it. And Andy's like, yeah, no, Tamara, she never did that. And Tamara's just like, well, okay then. Like, well, are you just making shit up? Because you think it? Yeah. But then she does, continues on. She calls Jen a cheater. Um, and it's like, well, Tamara, you, you cheated on Simon with Eddie and apparently also her ex-boyfriend recently found out. Um, and then the fact that she took a screenshot of that dick pic, you know, Jen's like, what a shitty friend. Like, who does that? You know, you're, you're obviously taking a screenshot to use it for something. Like, that's not a friend. I just, like, where do you think Jen is going to go from here? Like, I'm, I'm a little concerned because, I mean, the whole season she was just like bamboozled with all, you know, it's like at the end of the reunion, they're kind of like, we're going to move on from this. Like it's over now. Like if you're happy, I just want you, you know, it's like, I, I just don't know. She said that like four times this season. Already, yeah. She still it's, goes back. It's like getting exhausting. Um, yes. and like, I need, I need to be offered something else from Jen, like something else. Like, I, I don't and, know what it is. And also that Tamara does have a point. I, I guess I can justify as Tamara bringing it up even after she said she's moving on is because Jen's story keeps changing. And, and at the end, like in, in episode one, I was like, I was feeling annoyed for Jen. I was like, this is BS dude. They just keep, it's like, they're beating a dead horse. It's like, I'm, I'm tired of it. And then towards the end, wait, where was I going with that? I had some kind of point. Um, that they were kind of right because like, Oh, oh, wait, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't mind everyone kind of holding her feet to the fire like a little tiny bit because 
they wouldn't be good friends if they weren't, if they didn't, if they had concerns and they weren't saying it. And everyone just keeps saying like, we just want the best for you. We want you to be happy, which is kind of a theme. Like we see that in Shannon, we see it in quite a bit of the housewives on this cast. You know, it's like you guys like keep saying things are wrong and then you want no one to react to that or like want to help you out of that or want you to be ha- like, what do you want? Like you have to say what you want and then do it. Yeah. I don't know. And be consistent because when they do flash back, they're like, Oh, I, I know exactly when he sent that dick pic. We were in a restaurant and, and then she was like, he, Oh, he was in the shower. or I was in the shower. And then, we were on an airplane yeah, to Vegas. She's trying to recall too many details yeah. that are like making it seem like she was like, Oh, he told me like we worked through that, we talked through it. Like I this is where I was, this is what my hair was that when I was like it's like that doesn't it's just weird. It's mm-hmm. bottom line is like the whole thing is weird. What um I think I'm jumping around a little bit. What did you think about how Gina kind of doubled down on being annoyed? at Shannon about the whole children's thing of her DUI arrest. Well, I think because it was so fresh for Shannon to see, because, you know, they have to, they do the reunion like mid season and they, you know, have to watch all the episodes. So I think she had just seen the episode of Shannon saying that, right. And Shannon had been denying it saying, I didn't say that. I wouldn't say that. And then they, you know, right before the reunion, I'm sure she saw that episode within a couple weeks. And, saw her say it so I think it was very fresh for her like I yeah I I felt like that was kind of an again like a reoccurring a reoccurring theme with all the cast members they would bring something up especially Heather and she'd be like that is not what I meant I nope no I I absolutely did not say it like that you know like they are basically saying like this was edited like I didn't mean to or, or if I did like let me like correct myself and say what I wanted to say and so I could see how that could be really frustrating for Gina. Um, what did you think? I, I loved, like, my favorite part, I think, of, like, why I was, like, so fired up on episode two was I loved how they were breaking the fourth wall. And Gina was like, I was saying, I don't know if I am coming back. I don't know if this is, like, working for me anymore and my family. I yeah. might be – I'm not saying – they, like and she's like I know that Shannon's more valuable than me but what I'm saying like I loved that I love that there's because I kind of forget that like these girls are like also co-workers and like sometimes you can get you know you're like annoyed someone gets better treatment than you someone's featured more than you and it seems like with Gina and Emily I've, I honestly think since they came on the other the OGs are always like saying they're not good enough and you know like they shouldn't even be on the show well you can it says it right there in their attitude because Gina and Emily are like it's our job to share our opinions that's what we're supposed to do on this show and Shannon's like my job is just to be Shannon Storm's fedora like just being me is worthy of being on the show whereas Gina they're kind of saying yes you're right Gina and Emily your job is to say all these things, do all these, because being you isn't enough, but being me is enough. (laughs) And like, there was something about that that was so dynamic on stage because you could see like it, it 100% triggered Gina and Emily and it painted Shannon in this light of like, 
Mm. And knowing what we know, you know, like since there was a little thing where it's all Shannon was arrested for a DUI 10 days after whatever. Um, it was just rough to really see Shannon get up on her soapbox and kind of lecture everybody. Oh and God. then like then I, everyone got offended because she offended everyone. She's like, yes, I was the first to deal with infidelity. So fucking wrong. Yeah, I was the first. I took my shirt off when I gained 42 pounds. Like. Every housewife is. You know like, what? You know what themselves. that. You know what that did when she, like, kind of ranted about that to me. It really. I don't know. Like, I would like an authentic moment of that, where like the person is really like, "Here, I gained forty two pounds. Like, here I am." But the fact that she's like patting herself on the back for it and like giving herself like a little, like she's giving herself a little medal. Like, look what I did. Like, America loved it. They all related to me. It's like. There's something about that that just makes it feel yucky. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I'd like to really see a real moment, you know? Like, I feel I mean, like... Look at the people that went through other bad divorces. Like, yeah, she did, but so did other housewives go through bad divorces. Tamara's Absol- divorce was terrible. Or and, and where children are involved and there's all this crazy stuff that happens. Or um, I, I also just felt like, I would say, like, if I were to look at that stage and say, like, who has done a lot for, like you know, on the platform of like body positivity and stuff like I would 100%. I wouldn't look at Shannon Storm's Bedore. I would look right at Emily, who has been like all sizes on the show, had confidence like through all those sizes. Like she, I feel like she's been a great example. Oh, I way more because she's always been positive about it, even though she goes, I just prefer myself or I feel more like myself at this weight. But no, I, I had confidence at this weight. Whereas Shannon, it's the opposite. She shames and shuns. She yes. Goes, I was a disgusting pig. And it's like, she still looked fantastic. Yeah. You know, is this, you know, in clothes and whatnot. It's like a lot of women would kill to have her figure. So it, at, when she thought she was being relatable, she was actually offending a lot of people. Well, and it's, yeah, she's still a size six. Absolutely, you know, and and just the you know having the the uh, the choice to have a personal trainer, or you know yeah. she has all these special foods that she makes that you know like yeah. a, a lot of people just aren't able to do that. And I just feel like with Emily, um, she's always shown herself. She's been like an avid fitness worker outer for you know the entire time she's been on the show she always gets in a swimsuit where yes. Shannon refuses you know how some of the late like all the New York late Lisa Vanderpump even Kyle Richards like they even they Heather even a... Heather in her whale trainer it's yes. like like in in the photo like if you go through on social media and you type in like OC housewives and you look at all of the photos from the reunion Heather is like sucking it in so much that like her ribs are coming out the cutout of her dress like yeah. and she can't get into it like she's wearing a whale trainer thing like she looks amazing in it but again it's like it's something about like that like being authentic and like 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 it which yeah like, always yes, kind of like shannon said where it's like i've taken one for the for america it's like yeah you have like i'll give you that but it's weird you just like tooted your own horn also and i feel like I think that the producers and her handlers have to kind of baby her. And I feel like it's them yes. hyping her up that are like, Shannon, it is so hilarious when you have to climb over, you know, the, from the passenger seat to the driver's seat and your spank shows and you have to go out the other door. Everyone loves that. They love that. That's so relatable and so funny. And it's like she's like laughing at herself because they're telling her it's like it's funny. 
Well, and even the the constant, I wear three pairs of Spanx under jeans, under dresses. It's like, that's actually like not being a great role model. It's making a lot of people feel bad or like they need to do that or you can't afford to do it or it's too uncomfortable. Like it just, I think she has the opposite effect. I think she makes people feel worse because she over-exaggerates like how horrible her body is. It's like, she's kind of, she's, yeah, she's kind of like Eeyore, you know, where it's like, you're, tr- you're like, Hey, like Eeyore, like that was really nice. You came to support your friends. And he's like, well, I don't really have any, so I guess I'll just come by. And you know, if, <laughs> if someone thinks I supported them, then all right. You know, it's like, yeah. ugh, like just, Say you're welcome. <laughs> so then she says she's never liked Gina in six years. I'm like, well, then why <gasps> did you help her out? Because you wanted – she's Sandoval. She she only helped Gina out because she wanted to be a hero, not because she really gave a shit about Gina and her DUI. Again, I thought this was fascinating because, like, the true colors really came out. She's um, like, I, I, um, I have a list, a laundry list of all the kind of things I've done for Gina. And it's like, see, you have a list. And you're weaponizing it. Yeah. You shouldn't have a list. No. You should just do this from the grace of your heart, your goodness of your heart, you know? But that's not why she's doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I loved when Andy implied Shannon being basically a hypocrite for being upset that people talk about her and John Jansen. And he's like, what about when you talked about Gina and Travis and went, it took it even further and, you know, made fun of Travis's dick size. Like he's like, isn't that, you know, but then the second say you and John Jansen got in a fight, you freak out. It's like, nobody should talk about my personal relationship. It's like, that's the show. Yeah. And like Gina and Emily and Heather said when they were, I think this was when cameras went down, but they're like, you know, when will Shannon ever show like her real relationship? That's like what's relatable to people, not just presenting this perfect image and then wondering why. The day after filming wrapped, he dumps you after three days before filming. He's like, I think we're ready to go to the next level in our relationship. And then three days later, he dumps you. Like, that doesn't track. Like, he's being as fake as she is. Yeah. Yeah, the the whole thing is, like, very weird. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where she... Well, I mean, they haven't started filming yet, but, you know, she's... She admitted... That sometimes she, you know how she came back and they're friends again? She's like, we're just friends. But now she's admitted sometimes they also hook up. Well, and um, I I also found it, like, very strange, like, the undertones of Tamara and kind of everybody harping at her saying, like, you need to, like, draw a distinction between, like, like, uh, oh, because she's like, my kids were even, like, don't go have dinner by yourself, mom. If you have to, go with John. It's fine. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's fine. But, like, if it's unhealthy for you and other people are recognizing that and you've recognized that, why are we continuing this pattern? And then um, we know what happened after her DUI, who she ran to and who she's been leaning on, and it's him. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm interested to see how that, if, you know... How, how that all went down. Yeah. You were saying something about things being taken out of kind of context. And it occurred to me when they revealed this, because I didn't ever think that was, there was really any explanation but a pure insult when Heather referred to Emily as Snuffleupagus. Yes. But they reveal a little bit more. She's like, I was saying, because when you got out of the ocean, your hair was all like, 
frizzy and fly away and like a mess. And I'm like, oh. But that's okay. kind of insulting too. Yeah. Like she would describe it as wiry. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like it, I don't have curly hair, so that's like not offensive to me. But when she said that, I was like, you can't like insult her again. Like who <laughs> cares what your hair looks like when you get out of the – like. Yeah, I, I I was just like you. That's not the best like comeback or or um, no. what's it called? Excuse, yeah. And that's not. I don't. When I think of Snuffleupagus, I don't think. Oh, the guy with the crazy hair. I think of a big mammoth. Mammoth. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that Emily kept saying mammoth, like to me, that just like drove the point home even further. And I also like that everyone beat around the bush so hard about it. Like no one would say like, you're saying I'm a giant big old, like they didn't have to say that because by saying mammoth, you know how big that animal is. And so the, the undertones of that whole conversation were just crazy. And again, like, why not just be like, I, I should have never said that. That was a stupid joke that has now turned into something so big. And like, I will always regret that I said that. Like, I wish I would have picked a different animal, you know, like a little, like something I I would have tried to make it better. Yeah. I don't know. So then it just kind of wraps up with like the loser comment Heather made and them just fighting back. Like, what she meant by that. And she's like, she, she really couldn't explain herself other than saying, I was talking about Noella, but she kept, she kept trying to justify it and say, I was saying, given what I had to work with, it's like, well, that's, that's an insult. so rude. Yeah. But again, like I, I just like got such a kick out of them. Basically having like water cooler talk that leaked into the show where they were shit talking like the talent and, yeah, and how the show was going and, and basically saying, like, I wish we didn't have to work with them. Like, it was crazy. She's, yeah, she I noted she should have just owned it instead of trying to explain it because her explanations, she just kept digging the hole deeper. And had she said, you know what, I at that moment I was upset with them because I heard they said – or the way Emily acted at my party. And I was like, these people, how like, they have no class or something. Like, she could have just – I said, I said it, I'm sorry, that I was heated at the moment, but instead she keeps trying to explain it and justify it. And then that's when Tamara's getting heated, and it, Andy's like, yeah, but Tamara, you've said a lot of bad things about the cast. And she's like, fuck off. She's like, why are you trying to throw a wrench in this, Andy? Be quiet. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that- only she could get away with that, because he's in love with her. Like, he has said, he she is like one of the only females he's ever been sexually attracted to in his life and they actually have made out but like you know jokingly but they did kiss like and so many other housewives if they had done that to him he may not have reacted but he'd react when it came to contract renewal yes he would be demoted 100% he would punish them um yeah and she didn't just do it once like it happened like his face like was like like beaten it was like oh no oh no Oh, boy. Like, I was like, Tamara, you're going, like, past the point of no return. Like, stop. Yeah. It made me nervous. And then she kind of just, like, laughed it off, and it seemed okay. But I was like, that was uncomfortable. Yeah. 
bold. And like, like you want to talk about, that's my job. It's like, that's Andy's job is to push you guys and be like, well, is that true? Or, you know, it's like, of course, like, just tell him like, yes, it's true. Or what? answer the question. Don't say fuck off. <laughs> be quiet. Yeah. So there's that. I, I do think Emily, Emily did a little Lala this reunion. She over talked everyone and yelling and screaming. It's like, can we just go one at a time? Like, stop your turn, your turn. Like stop with the over talking. It's annoying. It's always hard when they do that at a reunion. Cause you can't hear anyone. Yeah. Cause they're all talking at the same time. Um, but ultimately then Tamara did take some accountability and admitted she is an asshole, especially when she drinks. So she kind of came around. Yeah. And took some responsibility. So anything else on OC? No, I think that was it. Yeah. Um, it was like slightly disappointing, but in the end, like I, yeah. I was like, and even, even when like they were all sitting there, they're like, that wasn't too bad. It was like, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't, it, it felt definitely finished, you know? Yeah. All right. Salt Lake. Oh my gosh. You still have to watch Mary on watch what happens live. It is so uncomfortable and awkward. Oh my God. Andy's uncomfortable. Z-Way, the other guest. It was crazy. Oh, Mary. Super cringy. But that's where I think there is. She does realize there's something. She has some kind of personality situation. Uh, Because she did say at some point, Andy, you have to, was that rude? She goes, remember, you have to tell me when I'm rude or if I'm being rude. Like, she doesn't know how to gauge that. Like, her unfilteredness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether it's this or that or, you know, people have speculated, oh, she has this or does this or she has this type of behavior, whatever it is. I think she's a little bit aware of it, but she also still gives zero fucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Oh, she on it, too. She said something like. Heather's wearing a fake Chanel. She's like, Chanel doesn't make. Bustiers like that, and certainly not in a size fourteen. <gasps> body shames her. Oh! And then someone has since looked it up. They're like, Chanel does make a size fourteen, by the way, Bustier. But that's so rude. That's it's like so. I don't like that. No. I I think it's funny. Like if you, if you want to say Chanel doesn't make a Bustier, and then someone can correct you, but you don't say the size. That's rude. Yeah. Yeah. So some of it was, like, quirky and weird and funny because she's just weird. She's, like – but then other stuff was like that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Anyways. eek. All right. So getting into the episode, Angie K confronts Meredith about spreading the rumor about her husband. And Meredith, in her stupid accent, is yelling and denying. And as <sighs> always, storms off, as she does. So old. She's the Lala, all bark, no bite. And so I – We'll not stand for this. I'm disengaging. Yeah, I don't have to put up with this. This isn't this isn't how I act. Whitney, I I think I need a vov for this. I'm like, vov? (laughs) Yeah, it's Lisa says this is Meredith's MO. I mean, and that's true because she she instigated the Lisa rumors that Lisa like 
did sexual favors for jazz tickets, which is so stupid. She did, if you think back to season two or something, um, I think she started that Jen Shaw rumor of, she's like, I got her a taxi or an Uber from my house, but then she got off, she got out of it at the end of the driveway or something. So she started some rumors that Jen was cheating on Coach Shaw. Now the Angie stuff. So it's like, Lisa is right. This is Meredith's MO. And how she always hires private investigators or has a list of shit on people. She was suspected of like, <clears throat> no, you know, communicating with the FBI or something with Jen. Shaw. I don't know. It does. I just Jeez. like, I don't like that. I'm not cool with this whole storyline. I don't, it yeah. feels yucky to me. And, um, yeah, I, I that again, like that when I first heard this, that when I first heard the rumor, I was like, I, I didn't like it because of his daughter. I was like, that is so messed up. Like, regardless of if it's true, if it's not like, it's not cool. And that's what he's upset about. He's yeah. like, I don't care about this gay straight thing. Of course, there's always that stereotype of, male hairdressers because so many are but you know he doesn't doesn't that doesn't bother him it's the infidelity that bothers him because of his religion and his daughter mostly so yeah it's rude um at the party what did you think about mary she's like i'm gonna go but can i get some food to go and lisa's like yeah we'll make you a flatbread or something. And she gets a flatbread. She's like, you're not going to put it in the box for me. Like I, I don't do peasant work. And he's like, you know, he's being COVID responsible. He's like, well, I didn't want to touch it with my bare hands. Great excuse. Great reason. And she's like, I think you're being lazy. <laughs> I, again, like I, there's like a couple of things like I, I cannot handle. And one of them is like being rude to like, rude to the staff. Sir, yeah. To staff or, the anyway, service yeah. workers. It's like, it's completely unacceptable to be anything but grateful. Like, I, I mean, I get like, if it's free, if you're, yeah, if you're like allergic to mushrooms and you say, can you please make sure there's no mushrooms and it comes back? Like you can say like, is there any way you guys can redo this? Like I asked for no mushrooms. Fine. Like that maybe is okay. Yeah. But, um, the saying that they're lazy because they wouldn't like, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm. I, I do not. And, and it's just her condescending way that I'm like, not cool with that. And even you can tell that she talks to production like that. She talks to everyone like that. And it's, it's yucky. And just imagine any other like housewife doing that. Like, how is she getting away with this? Well, and then it's like, and then like the Chanel comment that you mentioned, like that is so, it's so rude. And like, let's really like dissect everything that she's wearing and how she wears it. Like we could all rip her apart if we wanted to. Hideous out, especially the other seasons she was on. Um, oh, she had the worst clothes and, and like, taste. And, and 100% someone could be like, hey, Mary, you thought that outfit was working? It's not. Like, And you, her house decor is awful. Yes. A lot yeah. a lot of things in her life are awful and everyone just kind of lets it slide. Like, or, just, or like the comments that she makes, no one challenges her on them. Like we haven't gone back to the thing about her son where she's like, everyone says he's married. I don't know, I guess. And they're like, well, have you asked? And she's like, not yet. What? Like, she's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, so, okay. So we have, oh, yeah. And then she left the pizza in her car and never even ate it. We have the um, Lisa 
<laughs> so Angie comes over. Who is it? Angie and is it Whitney or somebody? Yeah. Comes over to Lisa and again, Lisa ends up making everything about herself. And she's like, Angie, I know, I know. But see, you've only dealt with this one rumor and one weekend. I've been dealing this with this for years. So I'm the real victim here. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. That's why it's hard to like, Lisa or Merritt. It's like, they're all cringy. Yeah. It's like, and- he's the least worst. <laughs> yes. And it's like, can you like, just like, can you just listen? Like, just you be, yeah, just be there for her. And listen. Yeah. And it's like so fresh. It's like, can she like, like she can't even process yet. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. This scene with Monica and her mom, I, then I started to feel bad. I'm like, Oh, we give Diane a hard time because I was like, I can't imagine that any mother like slamming down the phone and being a like, guy fucking hate you. I'm, you know, like the shit that Monica's mom said about her that Monica heard because the phone didn't disconnect. That was terrible. Like, Monica's like, I could never think that about my child, let alone say it. I, I've thought a lot about that scene too. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that my mom hates me. I don't know. But like, in a way, it would almost be like, kind of like comforting to actually hear it verbalized. Um, <laughs> But, uh, oh my, uh, you guys, I'll have to, I'll have to do a Patreon with Sarah in like the next couple days or something. I have so many stories for you. Like (laughs) there are many new developments and let's just say things are popping off and, um, yes. So we'll get into my housewife era too, but, um, yeah, this, this scene broke my heart and it also, made me so happy that Monica is in the headspace that she is and the things she said about her own children. You can tell she really cares about the way that she's raising her children, which I think is just great. And it seems like she has like a little boundary with her mom where she knows how she is, you know, So and she kind of like keeps it at that arm's distance. So I don't know. I, like this was, it was a horrible scene, but I was also kind of like, good for you, Monica. Like she... She knows and she handled it. I don't know. Yeah. So we have Nisa and Jack at the nail salon and she explains how she can't oh, go to the temple because God. Oh my God. she drinks too much Diet Coke and she doesn't wear the magic underwear. And she's never read the Book of Mormon. I thought like, I thought to become like to convert to certain religions, Mormonism being one of them, like to convert to Judaism, you have to do quite a bit of work. It's not like, you know, you could just, show up and go to church i mean I, I think you can but to convert i think there's a process right and i would assume with mormonism one of the steps would be like you know to be allowed into the inner so you have to read the book of mormon right um but i don't know exactly so i i may be speaking out of uh turn here but there's a lot of steps that you have to take to to even like step in there and into certain rooms and into certain areas like um yeah. so I felt like she was really kind of um like making a joke about it and being like ha, like no you you can't do those things like it's either you don't or you do like you're it's not like her choice you know what I mean she's not like hmm yeah. like I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of weird. And I loved how she was sitting there and she's like, you know, I'm just so glad 
that like I raised you to love God. I ra- I basically raised you and like everything that I've done this far along has led you down this path to choose this. So basically it's a really like I should pat myself on the back and he's like, no, actually this had nothing to do with you. I came <laughs> to this decision on my own and in private, you didn't even know about it. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, ra- I raised you to, with the mindset to think for yourself, you know, like, come yeah. on, she does, she did raise him. So it does, she did, I'm sure have some framing and effect. She's his mother. I don't know that I, that I like the framing of this storyline where they're kind of like creating this thing where Heather and Whitney have to be like, quote unquote, offended yeah, that uh-huh. he's like going down this path. And I kind of liked what Whitney said about it, where she's like, it's his choice. Like in yeah. this moment, he's doing what he wants to do for him. Yeah. And she has no right to say anything about that. And no, that's it's his life. Totally. She's supporting her friend, support her, her child. So exactly like I, the best people in religion are the ones that don't preach and judge for whether they approve or disapprove. And they Whitney's just, doing that. And yes. she's kind of backing up why she left Mormonism. Cause she didn't want to judge like that. So she in return is not judging him. Which she shouldn't. Like, it's, uh, I think it's 100%. And then even, I didn't like how they brought up, like, they brought up reasons as to why maybe he shouldn't be doing it, where, like, they don't support trans, or they don't, you know, it's like they were, like, bringing up all these things that could possibly be used against him in, like, comments from other people. Like, it was just, it's felt a little yucky, especially because, like, he's a kid. Like, he's making, like, he's making a young adult decision right now. And we're going to criticize it. I, I don't, I didn't like yeah. that. I mean, I got why Heather brought it up because last season, Whitney made pre- pretty much the whole season about why she's yes. leaving the Mormon church because yes. it's horrible and abusive. And so she's like, how can you make this whole season about this horrible, abusive thing? And then be like, yay, go recruit more people to this. So I got her point. Yeah. But I, but, but I, I just feel like they're being very, um, especially Heather, like, yeah, that's what he's doing. Like, that's what a mission is, is you go and spread the, spread, you know, what Mormonism is. But, like, I felt like at the, it's also, like, a time for that person to go off and grow up and, like, experience new things. Like, just to be, like, there are salesmen for Mormonism. It's like, eh, yeah, I guess, but... Like, there's other things. I felt like she was kind of cheapening it. It's like a a lot of people take, like, people go backpacking in Europe and, like, to go find themselves. Like, this is, some people do this, you know? Yeah. So. So when you would go snowboarding and skiing, do you, like, drive up to Big Bear while while wearing your goggles? No. Oh, okay. Do you put, like, a super long ponytail extension from 2002 (laughs) In your hair when you're about to go snowshoeing? <laughs> Do you know I had one of those? I, I had two. I wore it all the time in LA in 2002. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I think mine was like, yeah, mine you don't was, even need one. You, oh my cheer. God. No, uh, like in the, I want to say it was like two, the year 2000 exactly. There's this place <laughs> in Westminster that like I went and it was like human hair. And I like, I literally thought I looked so freaking cool. I but, did too, and I got compliments. We're like, you look so good tonight. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it might have been 2000. It was definitely like 2000, 2001. Yeah, 2000. yes. And 
it really does make you look better, but I don't need to put it on for snowshoeing with my son. And I remember like at the time, like I want to say like I paid like 200 bucks for it or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like it was like the biggest purchase I'd ever made. And I'm like, oh, like my hair, you know, like, oh, oh. I thought I looked so cool. See, I was already tapped into downtown LA at that point. So oh. of course I don't pay retail. Yeah, that that would have been really nice. <laughs> I, I At that point, I don't even think I'd gone to downtown LA. <laughs> you hadn't crossed the orange, the iron <laughs> No. yet. <laughs> Yeah, D- Diane like, made it. LA. Diane like told me like that didn't exist. You know, like she son of a gun, dude. They really kept me out of Hollywood. I, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> when I worked in, so I was working in Newport Beach, but I was living in Santa Monica, and the guys were so conservative, and they were like, you know, young in their twenties and thirties. But my boss, he's like, oh, I've got to go up to L.A. for something. You know, and he's like, L.A. He's like are you going to rent a car? Cause like my boss had, you know, he had whatever, a nice Beamer or something. He's and he's like, no, why? He's like, you're going to drive into Los Angeles. And like, he was just shocked. And then I also, well, we can say this cause he doesn't listen. Um, I bought someone, we'll just say someone tickets to a concert at the forum, a uh-huh. band he loved. And, and he wouldn't go a Mr. Tough guy. Yeah, he, he ended up, like, not going. I'm like, well, I could have just waited and got it for the Honda Center or something. <laughs> I thought this would be a cool experience that to be in LA. That is so funny. Well, and there was, like, I think then um, Maverick offered to go with him. I used <laughs> so to be, like, down at, with the forum. I really liked it. <laughs> he didn't go. I'm like, okay, Mr. Tough Guy. Like, I cannot be beaten down. Uh, like, That's Tough Mutter. That's so funny. Hey, um, shout out to Tara, um, lovely bows, Madison's mother. Um, check on your daughter this week because she's going to have a rough week because she's uh, she's doing um, two jobs. <laughs> it's Julia's coworker. Oh, oh. So she tells her coworker about our podcast all the time, and so and she's young, and she's like, "Well, what are they called again?" And she like looks us up. She's like, "Oh my god, my mom follows them." <laughs> That is so funny. So shout out Tara. Let's have, let's go out. Yeah. Next time we'll go up there. Um, what did you think about the terrifying accident? Like they showed her car, like in a little bit of a snow wedge, but I, I didn't see a big cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, huh? Uh, so this happened to me. I was driving. It was like near Vale. And my car had like the ice patches and then the snow packed on top of it. Cars in front of me were like tossing and turning and I was spinning around and there literally was, I was on the top of a cliff and there was no guardrail on the one side. And I'm like, I just committed to, let me just try and hit a car. At least that will slow me down. I can't do this. I'm not not going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to mute. Oh no, good. And I was spinning and turning. I almost flew off the cliff several times. Kept tapping the brakes, tap, tap, tap. But, you know, it was like the, you know, that anti-lock, how they make that. I'm like, ah. So just tap, tap, tap. But I had spun, twisted, turned. Like, death was upon me. I mean, so I got what she was saying, but it just didn't look the same anywhere near what I went through. Yeah. Well, that it's terrifying. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, I mean, Brooks sure is home a lot during filming season, I noticed. I mean, he lives in New York. Why is he always on 
every season so much. Yeah. I mean, I would be doing the same thing. Um, but, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And he was at BravoCon, so I'm sure I'll be there again. Oh, goody. All right. I forgot. I still got a post about times and location on BravoCon meetups. And then please chime in both in the Facebook group and the Patreon group if you're going to be there. And if you could meet up with us so we can kind of get a gauge of how many people and, yeah, when you're going to be there or where you're staying or whatever you want to say. Um, if you're not, for some reason, on the Patreon or in the Facebook group, email us, party at gmail, and let us know so we can get all of us together. And there's some other podcasters that wanted to join our meetup, so um, you'll get to meet them, and they'll get to meet you, and um, we have a lot of mutual listeners anyways already, so... And, just- again, like, I feel like we've said this for other um, events and stuff, but if you guys are on the fence about, like, I don't know if I, like, really want to meet them, or, like, this is going to be weird, like, we are really nice, normal girls, and, um, like, seriously, like, it's... It's always so much fun when we get together and we just talk about Bravo stuff and Vanderpump rules. And if you want to have someone to sit with, if you're not going into the convention or something, like we will be there. We'll be all over the place. So please reach out. Like it would seriously make our entire trip that much better to have Yeah, to and meet we know a lot of people going solo. Like I went solo last year. We've got a couple of people reached out. They're like, I just got a ticket. But I'm going to be by myself. Can I, like, walk around with you or sit with you and whatnot? And um, so, yeah, we can all. I've I've gone solo to a couple of, like, podcast events. And, like, it's always, like, a little nerve-wracking. Well, I mean, I obviously, if you're going to BravoCon, like, you're in it to win it. Like, you've already got your ticket. Or if not, you know, then you can come vibe around. You can hang with me. Um, But I, like, come meet up with us. Like, it'll be so much fun. Yeah. All right. Okay, I've got to run the kiddos over to dance, and then I will get this all posted. But, um, yeah, you guys, we can't wait to connect with you either at BravoCon. Also, message us, like, do you guys, like, do you want a lot of content from BravoCon? Like, what are you looking for? Do you want behind-the-scenes stuff with me and Sarah about our trip? Do you want us to follow around the Bravo Lebs? Like, what are you looking for? Let us know, and we will do it. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Holly here. And as promised, I have Ronnie here with me to do a little commercial about her bracelets. Okay, guys. Hey, it's your girl, Ronnie here. And I just wanted to pop in and say my brand is officially opening. <laughs> and we have already made so many bracelets. And I'm so excited. What's, what's, what is it? It is going to be called Ronnie's Bead Shop. Cute. Ronnie's Bead Shop. Okay. And why don't you read some of the bracelets that you've already made? Okay. So the first one we have is Team Ariana. Okay. It has beautiful beads on it. Next, we have this one, and it says VPR, which means Vanderpump Rules Party. It says party. Cute. It's very purple. Um, we made one that says spiraling. That was, I, I wanted that one. And it looks like a circus, so it's cute. Um, we have BravoCon. We have Dancing with the Stars. We have another VPR party. We have another BravoCon. We have another Born Cool. We have a Gold Hearts. We have For You to Die. And then we have just like this beautiful like rainbow one. 
we have one that says good as gold. This one, it came out a little strange. Like the, the blocks don't quite sit right. So and it was very hard to make. It was so. really hard to make. So yeah, I don't know. Another beautiful like rainbow kind of ish, but it's not in order. So um, and then one that says love. Yes. So those are the bracelets that Ronnie has made so far. Ronnie, how much are these bracelets? These are each $10. You also get it in a bag. These are all getting shipped by me. And then you will also get... So sh- shipping's included. So $10, yes. shipping, everything's done. Yes. And also you get a handwritten note by me. And it's going to say a few things of what's going on inside my life and stuff. So yeah. Okay. And why are you making these bracelets? I'm making these bracelets because I need to fundraise money, also for competition. Uh-huh. I also want a lot of money so I can buy some presents for my friends for Christmas this year because they are really special in my life for me. Okay, cute. Um, also, um, Ronnie has her own Venmo now, so that's yes. where people will be asked to Venmo if they want to mm-hmm. purchase a bracelet. Yes. And it's just her name. It's Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, Borquez, B as in boy, O-H-O-R-Q-U-E-Z. And we're going to just make a little album in our Facebook group so you can see what the bracelets yes. look like, see what you like. Um, also, we the ones we mentioned we have, I think we have like 14 right yeah. now. So that's what, and it... <laughs> They're taking a long time. Yes. So um, we have a goal of doing 30 more for BravoCon, which will be in each of our swag bags. So Ronnie has a lot of work to do. So any support you guys can send her will help fund all those other bracelets that she has to make. And yes, I almost I also am fundraising for competitions. And then please don't be hard on me because I am just learning how to make these bracelets. I'm just learning how to tie them. And yeah, they're like, they're kind of like, I, I wish they yeah. were like, I feel like other people's are like super circular. Yes. Um, sometimes like where the knot is, it's a little pointy, but it's still like, it looks great on the wrist. So yes, this love one is very good. It's, you can't really see it. Like if you really look, you can see the knot. I mean, you have to knot it. So yeah, I, yeah you're learning. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it. Yeah. So check so. out Facebook. We'll probably post tomorrow. So it, like we're going to post this episode tonight. So tomorrow it will be in the Facebook group. Yes. And I'm super excited. And I really like my brand name. And I'm super excited. Thank you guys for supporting me. And thank you for watching this commercial. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>